celebrating classics and creating new ones. Only on the Music Vibes Podcast. Now, here's your host, DC Hendrix. And welcome into the Music Vibes Podcast. DC Hendrix here, your host. Really appreciate you for finding us and making us part of your day or night, wherever you are listening. We appreciate you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are available. Go ahead and make us one of your favorites. We're back on the grind the next few weeks. We had it, folks. I'm telling you, next week we're going to be talking about Drake being named the artist of the decade by Billboard. And I'm going to be joined by my good friend from Billboard, Dave Brooks, of course, one of the fantastic journalists that Billboard has. He's going to be joining us on next week edition of the Music Vibes podcast. So be sure to stay tuned and subscribe. So this week we're back at it. You see the title and you know what time it is. If you're a listener that's been listening to this podcast for a while or if you're new, welcome. It's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions here in 2021. What's love got to do? It's got to do with it. And it's too late, baby. Yeah, they got to be. Good girls going bad, the city's filled with them. One by one, hitting up my sleeve. Hello, it's me. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. And the 2021 inductees are Tina Turner, Carol King. The Go-Go's, Todd Rundgren, The Foo Fighters, Kraftwerk, Jay-Z, Charlie Patton, Billy Preston, LL Cool J, Clarence Avant, Randy Rhodes, and Gil Scott Heron. All inductees for the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, I'm just going to start off with the good news and the good recap as Absolute huge applause for Miss Tina Turner, of course, for so long, has been only inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, along with Ike Turner, of course, her ex-husband. And you know the story in case you've seen What's Love Got to Do With It or heard the backstory, seen the new documentary. Now she's solo. She's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by herself. Tina Turner has solidified her name in history. Really excited Carol King got the nod. I was honestly a little bit worried as a lot of people you know, only know her for her tapestry album, but a lot of people don't know. I mean, she's got a huge catalog in the 1970s. She released an album every single year. In fact, two albums in 1971, including tapestry. So, you know, how hard that is to release an album every single year. It's amazing. Got to get some love. My man, Jay Z absolutely gets the nod in his first bid, his first nomination for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Jay Z is in and I think he's in as a performer for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony as well. I grew up on Jay Z, big R&B hip hop fan. And Jay Z goes back to the 90s. I'm a 90s baby. So, you know, I love me some Jay Z. The Foo Fighters love them as well. As I mentioned, grew up in the 90s and Foo Fighters pretty much formed as Nirvana 2.0 as Dave Grohl also Leaves Nirvana, starts his own band with the Foo Fighters, hits pretty much ever since they became the Foo Fighters, all the way, still even today, 
still making hits. So Foo Fighters, glad they got in. There's tons to get to. Todd Rundgren finally gets in, so a lot to talk about. We're going to be joined by Mitch LaFon. He's the host of Rock Talk. You can check him out on YouTube. And also we have journalist Allison Rapp. She has an article up at ultimateclassicrock.com talking about all these inductions to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So we're digging into it. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2021. Before I bring them on, I got to address this. All right. So the last podcast I did on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think it was two years ago. Two years ago, I ranted about why, you know, R&B and hip hop artists are being inducted. And since then, I've got to calm down a whole lot. As as I mentioned, I mean, I love R&B and hip hop. I just don't I didn't think initially that they should be getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Just a personal opinion of mine. When you have bands like the Monkees and Iron Maiden who are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that should be. But nonetheless, since then, I've got to calm down a little bit and kind of, you know, take a step back and really take a look at this under a microscope. So you look at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions and you see people like Tupac, N.W.A., Notorious B.I.G., now Jay-Z. And you think to yourself, you know, obviously a lot of people are not going to be happy about this. A lot of people grew up the real genre of rock and roll being inducted. And now here we are in 2021 and there's a new genre being inducted and new artists and things like that. Well, this is what I think needs to happen. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs to change their name. Okay? This should no longer be called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even the museum. I think everything about this needs to be changed. And I say that, of course, everyone points out what the term rock and roll means. You know, everyone talks about, oh, they're rock stars. And it's like, no, these are two totally different categories. Rock and roll began in the late 1940s and early 1950s. It's a genre of popular music that evolved in the United States, originated from black American music such as gospel, blues, jazz, R&B, country music. While rock and roll's formative elements can be heard in blues records of the 1920s, the genre did not acquire the official name until 1954. So when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame first started, they were inducting people back in 1987. And they were inducting people like Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, B.B. King, Roy Orbison, Smokey Robinson, Muddy Waters, Hank Williams, Jackie Wilson. So that was back when the term rock and roll was used for all music, any popular music whatsoever. All of that was considered rock and roll. Well, here we are in 2021. There's, all, there's obviously been a lot of different genres named since then. Like when you listen to the radio now, you don't hear all of these artists on one station, you have an R&B urban AC radio station. You have a best variety station or top 40, which is pop music. You have a classic hits or classic rock station. You have metal hard rock stations. You have country stations, all different genres. Here we are in 2021 and the rock and roll hall of fame is still not changed its name, change the name. It's simple. That is the only way to get rid of all these people that are unhappy that people like Jay-Z and LL Cool J are getting in the Hall of Fame. That is the only way to end this debate. It should be called the Music Hall of Fame, plain and simple. The Music Hall of Fame Museum. What, what more? I mean, people, some people are obviously going to find other things to complain about, but they can't complain about it being the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anymore. It's the Music Hall of Fame. You have all different genres that are getting put in now. Change the name. I'm going to see what Mitch and Allison have to say about this as well. Definitely got to get their opinion because I think it's time. So let's go ahead and welcome them in. Allison Rapp and Mitch LaFon joining the Music Vibes podcast. Hello, is this Allison Rapp? 
It is. Hey, what's going on? It's DC Andrews. How you doing? Things are going well over here. How's everything over there? It's going pretty well. Um, You know, we're getting ready to talk a little Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, you know, I'm doing doing a little research for this podcast. And, of course, Ultimate Classic Rock is always all over everything rock and roll. (laughs) And I see this article, you know, that's pretty much covering everything that transpired yesterday, pretty much summarizes everything. So I figured, you know what, this is a really well-written piece and I want to reach out to someone that's never been on before. Allison Rapp with the article up at ultimateclassicrock.com. So Allison, before we even get started on this, I want to introduce you to the audience and I want to get to know you a little bit more. So just tell me and everyone else, you know, exactly who you write for, who you cover for, and who is Allison? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me do this. I uh, have been following your work for a while and I've always thought it was really fun. And uh, huh. this is awesome. So, um, yeah, my name is Allison. Right now, I am a freelance music writer based in New York City. I've been doing this for a few years now. Um, and right now, I write for a couple different places, but the majority of my work is with Ultimate Classic Rock. I've been with them for almost a year now and been really loving it. We uh, we have a good time over there. Yeah, that's super awesome. Yeah, I've been following your work as well. Very kind words. I appreciate that. Always great yeah. stuff. So, obviously, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions had been announced yesterday. And you got the piece up at Ultimate Classic Rock. So your first reaction when you see all the list of inductees being announced? You know, I was really pleased with it. I got to say, I mean, I I was a little bit, uh, you know, it could have gone a lot of different ways. And I really do feel like, I know people say this all the time, but I really do feel like you could have picked any five or six out of those 16 original nominees and you still would have had a really good lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really impressed with the six that ended up, uh, you know, in the final cut. Uh, really diverse group of people, half of the groups on the list are women. Um, you know, you couldn't really ask for better than that. Yeah, my first initial reaction is an absolute applause for yeah. Miss lovely Miss Tina Turner, of course, so for so long, wrongly being inducted only with Ike Turner. There's so many problems with that. Don't even want to really get into it. But absolutely, finally, Tina Turner solo in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was my first reaction. So big kudos to Tina Turner. And of course, you know, be, me being the R&B hip hop guy, I see LL Cool J and Jay-Z. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, all right. All right. And obviously it rovels a lot of people's feathers. And I got done ranting a little bit ago on why they need to change the name from Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to the Music Hall of Fame. And I, I pretty much got all that off my chest. I feel better now. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so where exactly do you stand with this? I mean, everyone has their opinion on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, you know, letting in hip hop artists and R&B artists. Where do you stand on this, Allison? I completely agree with you. I mean, I am not a rock purist by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I, I completely understand where people uh, are coming from when they have that kind of mentality and when they hold that kind of opinion. But I, I just really feel like um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame deserves to be a more inclusive space, generally speaking. And to put rock and roll into any sort of uh, categorical box kind of defeats the point of rock and roll for me at least i know that other people don't necessarily hold that same opinion um but i think that rock and roll is much more about an attitude and a spirit and a mentality and an identity than anything else and that doesn't necessarily uh translate to just one specific form of music so i am all for for including as many different genres as possible um you know there's already a lot of different uh, representation you know there's jazz music there's r&b there's mm-hmm. different 
um, you, you know, we're already moving in that direction. And so I think that the, the further we move in that direction, the better. That's what, that's what rock's about. Absolutely. We've got Allison Rapp joining us here on the Music Vibes podcast. And I, I'm hoping you can walk me through this a little bit. You covered a lot of it in your article, but I still struggle with, you know, how the nominations are even brought up. And I know there were seven, I think it was seven of the 16 nominees that appear for the first time, include, I think, Foo Fighters, yeah. uh, the Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Mary J, I know, appeared. But kind of walk me through exactly how, you know, all, all of those are selected for the first timers and how the entire process plays out, if you have any idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not a member of the voting body, not yet at least. <laughs> <laughs> um, but from, you know, of course, there you have your basic rules. You have to have released a record 25 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all about the impact and influence is, is the way that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame president, uh, Greg Harris, puts it. Um, so if you, if you check off those boxes, then technically speaking, you know, you are eligible, which obviously, as we know, means that there's a ton of people who right. are eligible and who were eligible this year. Um, so my understanding is that then it gets narrowed, you know, there's a committee of some kind or there's a group of people who, uh, narrow it down a little bit more. Um, and then those ballots go out to the voting body, which includes a whole bunch of different people. It includes people who are already in the Rock Hall of Fame. It includes um, writers, historians, I mean, a ton of different people. Um, and then that is how it gets narrowed down from there, and the voting commences. And I will say, you know, having this idea of the fan vote, I think, is a really fun idea, because I think it makes mm-hmm. it much more of an interactive experience. Um, I know some of the artists, even like Todd Rungan, for example, thinks it's a really stupid idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, he's entitled to his opinion, and that's fine. But I, I think it's a really good idea. I mean, rock music is just as much about the fans being a part of it as it is about the actual music itself. So um, I, I quite like that. Yeah, uh, just just as they think of the fan vote, um, of course. <laughs> going, Yeah, uh, so if anyone's listening has no idea what I'm uh, referring to, Dave Matthews Band, I think they had the most vo- fan votes last year, I believe. I, I think that's true. And didn't get, yeah, didn't get the, get, didn't get the nod. So, um, just, yeah, ha- just well, ha- Tina Turner got it this year. That's right. So hey, you know, we broke, we broke the curse. It was almost yeah. like the Madden cover curse. You know, we broke it. <laughs> we broke it. So yeah, and obviously when I look at this list, and I'm hoping you can, you know, help me with this too. I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, musical excellence and early influence. Like, what is, what is the early influence, and what, what were those categories? So those new. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're new. I think there's always been some version of, you know, a couple of different specialty categories. Um, I think the idea of an early influence award is is a really good one because, you know, rock musicians are always talking about uh, the various different records that they listened to growing up and how they got into rock and roll, what sort of inspirations they were drawing from. Um, so, and I was really, really pleased to see Charlie Patton on this list. I think mm-hmm. we have a long way to go in terms of recognizing a lot of those early Delta Blues guitar players. And, you know, frankly, without them, we wouldn't have rock and roll as we know it, and pretty much all rock musicians will agree with that. Um, so I was really pleased to see that, and I, I think we should uh, keep that category going in future years. So I kind of want to dig into your mind a little bit. I want to know your personal taste. So yeah. out of these out of these big names that were inducted this year, give me your top two favorites that got inducted and some of your favorite music by them, and why it means so much to you that they got inducted. 
Oh, I love Carol King. I mean, I'm a tapestry yes. fan through and through. I, I, I can't say enough good yes. things about tapestry. Um, I, I think that she, I mean, like you said, with Tina Turner, it, it's been such a long time coming for them to be separated from the work that they did with their now ex-husbands. Um, it, it's just, it's amazing how many years it took to be able to separate those two identities from one another. And Carol King is a really great example of that. I mean, she got into this business as a partnership with her husband, and that was her start, that was her beginning, and she wrote so many hit, hit songs that I feel like people don't even really realize how many hit songs she was writing. She was just churning them out like they were nothing. Um, so she's been this incredible songwriter for so long, um, and, you know, tapestry, tapestry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there aren't enough good things to say about tapestry. I think that's one of the greatest records of all time. Absolutely. Um, it's right up there with Blue. It's right up there with all of those different, you know, 1970, 1971 records. And I was so, so excited to see her name finally on the list. Um, I'm also pretty happy to see the Go-Go's on there. I, I know that the band themselves were just talking about uh, their induction of the day with Rolling Stone and stuff, and they sounded really, really thrilled. Nice. They sounded like they never even expected to be here in the first place. And I always, wow. you know, I'm glad to see bands come come full circle from where they from where they started. So I thought that was great. I mean, the Go-Go's, not for nothing, are still the one and only all-female band to have a number one album. Wow. That is really impressive. Um, and I think they should be recognized for that kind of contribution to, to rock music. Drop the bomb sound effect. Allison Rap dropping that <laughs> knowledge right there. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I was uh, got got to continue what you were saying about Carol King. Got to start with her. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. all you got to really just say tapestry. Like that's I know. I mean, that's you know, it's like a one word answer. Um, but no, yeah. see, obviously, I mean, so many hits throughout the years as well. I mean, not only just that album, mm-hmm. but I mean, since then um, as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, albums, tons of albums in the seventies. Uh, she had an album, yeah. I think, every year of the seventies, every single awesome. year. 19, yeah. 1970, 71, 72. She had two albums in 71. Mm-hmm. Every year in the 70s, she had an album. And in the, in the 80s, she had a few. So um, even yeah. a few in the 90s. Carol King's, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people just know Tapestry, but you, you got to dig into Carol King a little bit to really yeah. know exactly about her catalog. So I was really appreciative of her getting in as well. She's another one that I don't think really knows how legendary she is like she knows that she's very know, humble yeah <laughs> I, I don't i don't get it it's like come on you know you know like yeah. everyone i don't care who you are you know tapestry i don't care what age yeah. group what ethnic background i don't care who you are you know tapestry so mm-hmm. i was really glad that carol king got in as well and the go-go's i've seen they've been doing a lot of interviews lately it's really exciting mm-hmm. you know to see this yeah. list I, I have a lot of complaints usually when it comes to the inductions i always have at least one complaint <laughs> And this year, I can't say that I have a complaint. I, I really can't. So um, so what about surprises? Did anyone surprise you with their induction? Hmm, with their induction? No, I don't think so. I think all, all six were really deserving, and I was really glad. I mean, I was a bit surprised. I did think that maybe this was going to be Iron Maiden's year. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do think that they are deserving as well for a lot of different reasons. Um, and, it, it, you know, I always say, like, it, it, it's so hard to narrow these fields down to the 16 that it is already. Then to narrow it down again is even harder. I mean, and not everybody can win. I wish everybody could. 
Yeah, and it's obviously, you know, on the outside looking in, it's easy to say, oh, if I was in the committee, I'd do this, I'd do that. And, like, it's it's easy on the outside saying that. It's like, well, I see a lot of people, oh, just expand the amount of inductions that you get. And it's like, okay, then we're just letting everyone in, you know? And a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people already feel that way. A lot of people already feel like too many people <laughs> are getting let in. So, like, it, you know, it's really know. tough, you know? And I, I do got to sing while I'm hard on them at times, okay? I do got to show some love to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame committee and everyone that's in charge of the voting and you know it's a tough job it's not easy to you know say who's getting in who's not and why but if you were you know if you had some kind of say and what was going on allison and of course this is this is in the making of course with your knowledge that you've been dropping today eventually you're going to get in the committee you're going to have all (laughs) kinds of say so and who gets inducted of course but until then let's hear some of your plans anything you would change with the induction process or nomination process Mm, anything that i would change i might i might open it up to even even more people Ah. having more people vote perhaps um maybe that's a bit of a trial and error process perhaps that wouldn't work out exactly as i'm envisioning it in my head (laughs) but that that could be one way um, maybe we offer up more nominees to widen the field a little bit more because I think that people, part of the reason that people's feathers get ruffled, as you said earlier, is that they feel like, you know, that's such a small group of people who end up getting in every year. And when we have so much music and when new music comes out so often, mm-hmm. you know, you've got so many artists to pick from. Why couldn't we have, say, 10 or 15 nominees or 10 or 15, um, you know, winners every year and get more people in quicker. Um, I realize that that might not go over well with some people, but I just feel like, you know, there's so many people doing so many great things that should be recognized for them. Um, give them their shot, give them their due. Um, and the other thing is that, you know, obviously for several of these nominees, this is their second time or third time or whatever being nominated. And you can be nominated several times and, mm-hmm. and there's nothing, uh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, and I, like I said earlier, I really would just, I would push the boundaries further of what, what rock music means. Or as you say, and I agree with you, we should change the name to a music hall of fame. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, while at first I was really against, you know, I'm a big fan of hip hop and R&B. While at first I'm like, why is Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like I had I had mm-hmm. all kind of problems with that. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, as time has progressed, obviously hip hop music and other genres are welcomed a lot more. I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame started back when that was like almost the only genre to listen Absolutely. to and everything was classified under that category whether it was motown or anything everything at that exactly. time was under the same category so like as time has progressed i get it okay but like if there's more than just rock and roll but we also need to move with the times and changing the name it's the music hall of fame it's plain and simple yeah. And I also think that, you know, to, to, for those who might not necessarily agree that all of this is rock music and that, you know, some of these people don't necessarily deserve a place in the hall, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that's really overlooking the fact that rock music and all other different kinds of music have been so intertwined with one another throughout mm-hmm. the years. I mean, I think the best example that I immediately think of is, like, remember when Aerosmith did the mashup with Run DMC of Walker's mm. Way? I mean, that's a great example of two entirely different sides of the spectrum, really, musically speaking, coming together and putting this incredible piece of work together. Um, and, and, you know, that's what this is all about, bringing together different sides, different spectrums of the music industry and influencing one another. It's just, it's impossible to separate those things. See, folks, if you're listening right now, that is exactly why 
I brought this young lady on. Absolutely knowledgeable, knows what she's talking about. Allison Rabb, before I let you go, I don't bring journalists on without letting them plug what they're working on and everything else they got coming. So if you're able to tease anything, you got the floor. What does Allison have in her catalog that's coming up? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Actually, over at Ultimate Classic Rock, we are keeping a pretty close eye on um, which rock artists are getting back to the stages. They are planning tours. They are carefully, I should add, mm. uh, figuring out how to ret- keeping a close eye on that. And we're going to let everybody know, you know, like what's going on and, Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can get back to some live shows, some live concerts. I know I miss it terribly. Yes. Um, I- I'm excited to get back to that. What was the last concert that you went to? Oh, my gosh. It feels like centuries ago now that I did that. <laughs> um, I actually, I saw Graham Nash. Ooh. Like, just before, yeah, everything hit, like the week before. I saw Graham Nash at a really teeny tiny little place. Um, and it was wonderful. And I, I, I cannot wait to do something like that again. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The last show I went to, I remember the exact date, February 16th in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I got to see David Lee Roth open for kiss. Oh, yeah. Good. That was the last that's one. Good. And it seems like, like you said, a century ago. Um, I, I think, know. I think I was 21 just getting beers the last time I got to see a concert. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just purchased concert tickets for the first time since then. Um, just oh. a couple of days ago, like a new concert announced Machine Gun Kelly. I got some, okay. I'm excited. All right. Concerts are coming back. So it's a little bit, a little bit of positive news for you today, Allison. They're on the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you get a chance, what's the first concert you're purchasing tickets to? Oh my gosh, I feel like I already have a bunch of tickets lined up that I, I'm waiting to be rescheduled and I, I'm itching to get back to. Um, I have been considering Genesis tickets because I'm interested in that reunion. Let's go. I love it. Right? I love it. I got to, I got to interview uh, Steve Hackett. Oh, he's great. I, I, yeah, I interviewed him a couple of years ago now. Wow, that seems like forever ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, he came. He came on, fantastic guest, and I think he might. He, he I think he might sent me an invitation the other day, an email. I might have to double check uh, to yeah. one of the dates. So I'm excited about Genesis as well. Maybe if it's on the East Coast, maybe I'll see you at one. That sounds exciting. That would be great. I'd love that. Absolutely. Allison Rapp joining us here on the Music Vibes podcast. Appreciate you for coming on, talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions here in 2021. We'll do this again, Allison. Great stuff. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. All right, so we're talking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions 2021, and I'm, it's an absolute pleasure to be joined right now by the host of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon, and he's joining us right now on the Music Vibes podcast. Mitch, what's going on? How you feeling? Good. I'm feeling great. The uh, the weather around here is getting nice, and uh, we've got rock and roll to talk about. What's not? What is there not to like? Honestly, absolutely. It's Stevie Wonder's birthday today. There's a there's a whole lot to talk about with the rock and roll inductions, and so let's go ahead and start there. Let's talk about these inductions that were announced yesterday, and of course, I want to get your first initial reaction when it was announced. All of the inductions. Well, to be perfectly frank, I the one that got to me. And I know everybody's talking in the metal world, Iron Maiden's not there. But the one that got to me is Randy Rhodes. I see that he's getting inducted. And I'm like, but but you haven't inducted Ozzy Osbourne solo. Don't don't they sort of go together? Like, isn't <laughs> isn't Randy Randy in a sense because of Ozzy? And if you're going to induct Randy, don't you need to put Ozzy solo? But other than that, listen, I I don't have any. I, I know the uh, the online Twitter stuff is oh terrible. And it's a fake. Ho- 
Listen, it is what it is. You cannot deny that Tina Turner belongs there. You cannot deny that the Go-Go's open doors for, for, for female bands. And, and I see other rock fans complaining about Jay-Z, but, but let's, let's, let's step back. Go back to the 50s and 60s or even the 30s and 40s. Rock eventually came into fashion because of the blues, because of 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 those artists so to say that jay-z didn't learn something or i don't know listen it, it's a it, it should it be called a music hall of fame maybe but are you going to tell me that jay-z is not an influential artist of course he is um you know so i don't have and i see ll cool j's there listen i love ncis um los angeles so <laughs> so throw in a cast member of ncis los angeles and i'm good to go you know <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. It's still kind of weird watching him on that show because I know him from back in the day. You know, uh, my mama said knock you out and around the way, girl. Like that's the LL Cool J I know. So I'm still, admittedly, getting in, getting uh, used to him on NCIS. So yeah, I, that's something I was talking about a little bit ago before I even brought you on. Is this whole mantra about the term rock and roll and you know getting people in like NWA and Jay Z and Tupac Shakur. And I did say that the one way to fix this, and obviously these people are, of course, going to find something else to complain about. We know how the world works. But I think the one fix is you could change it to the Music Hall of Fame instead of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think that is one fix that you could do in order to get some of these people off your back. That way they can find something else to complain about, like so-and-so is not in, but this person's in, and it doesn't have anything to do with the genre. But isn't, and I'll say this. But isn't the whole ethos of rock and roll to sort of go against the grain and go against the establishment and go again? I mean, there wasn't that sort of the mantra back in the days, you know, I'm anti-establishment, I'm rock and roller. And so isn't it sort of rock and roller to be called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and yet not be all about rock and roll? I mean, it's it's sort of an anti-establishment kind of position to take. So I don't know. Listen, if this was the first induction, I think we can have this con- this conversation. But we've had this for like 20 years. We know that they let a whole bunch of people in. Mm-hmm. So can we at some point just sit back and go, all right, you know. Let it go. Yeah, so that, that was one thing I, I wanted to address early on is I, I do kind of personally feel like a name change could be in order. But, hey, nonetheless, we still got fantastic names, fantastic artists getting the recognition that they deserve throughout their fantastic catalog. So to kind of get to kind of get a gauge on, you know, your personal taste in music, when you look at these inductions, you know, personal to you, who were who did they ax- absolutely nail out of the park? Well, listen, who they nailed out of the park is obviously Tina Turner. I mean, I know she went in with Ike years ago, mm-hmm. but to to not pay homage to Tina after, what are we talking, 50-year, 60-year career? I mean, I don't even know how hard to count with her. I mean, that, that, was, that was long overdue. And I will, again, respectfully say, I think Tina should have gone in before Ike and Tina, because I think Tina was much bigger solo i mean maybe my music history is wrong but uh, to me especially going through the 80s tina was it yes you know um you know uh, other ones in there uh, foo fighters they belong though if you're going to put foo fighters in then you've got to discuss all the bands that come before that you've got to get into your priests into your maidens into your motley crews into foreigner so to see foo fighters get in ahead of those people is kind of 
strange to me, but uh, they do belong. And of course, Randy. I mean, yeah. how are you going to deny Randy? I mean, yes, he had a very short career, just a couple of albums and stuff. But here we are all these years later still talking about it. Same as, you know, uh, Jimi Hendrix, same as Janis Joplin. A lot of those people had very short careers mm-hmm. and yet we're still talking about them. So uh, that speaks to influence. And certainly if you listen to those records and, and you look at the concert videos, you go, yeah, I want to play like Randy. I want to be like Randy. I want. So, uh, and you know, um, Todd Rundgren, by the way, I'll, I'll throw that in there. Todd is a very interesting choice. Maybe not the, the most, uh, you know, maybe not an arena act or a stadium act, but he's produced so many albums and he's brought such a quirkiness to the, to, to music that he definitely de- belongs in there. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned that, you know, the Foo Fighters did deserve to get in, but you, you did say that other groups and other bands should probably have been in before them. And one group that I believe is not in that's not all as well is Thin Lizzy still not in? Thin Lizzy is not in there. And, you know, I don't know, and, and I don't mean to, 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 to knock your country, I don't know if that's an American bias, because you look at UFO, you look at Thin Lizzy, you look at even Iron Maiden, you look at these great bands coming from the UK mm-hmm. and it's, or, or from, from Europe, and it just seems as though the American Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doesn't pay homage to them that often. You know, you you know, Bon Jovi got in there. Def, well, Def Leppard, of course, is UK. But, you know, you get these bands that are mostly American getting in and you look at some of the European bands and you go, hmm, mm-hmm. you know, whether Thin Lizzy sold a million records every year is not the debate. It's did they influence people? And they did. Uh, you look at UFO and you look at Michael Schenker and, and his guitar playing. Yep. And you listen to the early Van Halen stuff. You can hear Eddie copying some of those bits. So it's just like, you can't tell me they're not essential. And I don't know, I guess I guess because they didn't play Madison Square Garden throughout right. the 70s and 80s, they're, they're just not going to get the nod. But but you're telling me that Phil, Phil Linet is not a, a rock god for the lack right. of a better. I mean, the dude's a rock god. He <laughs> just is. He's legendary. You know, we've all seen the images and the T-shirts and the po- I mean, he's everywhere. What else do you want in a rock and roll hall of fame? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Iron Maiden should have been in last time. Yeah. If you ask me. So um, I, th- I think there's something interesting. Well, let's that see. It's 25 years after they start. Right. So they should have been in what? 1994 or two, 2000. That's true. Yeah. Even longer ago than that. But I know last year, I think, I, I just think last year's hype was bigger. I think last year it was all pointing towards them. Finally getting there, finally getting the nod. And it's just, I don't get it. So maybe that's an interesting point. Maybe United States is a little bit, they could be a little biased, you know, towards the, towards the bands here in the States. So did anyone, anyone surprise you at all? Any, any nominations like, like, huh? Well, that, that threw me off for a little bit. Did anyone surprise you? Well, I'll go, I'll go back to, to what I said before the, the Foo Fighters surprised me just because I think if you're going to queue up bands that influence the Foo Fighters and bands that are bigger than the Foo Fighters and bands that have done I think you you start putting those in first. Again, the Maidens, the Foreigners, the Sticks, yeah. uh, all these bands that have had these long careers. And we know Dave loves, uh, Dave Grohl, I should say. We, we know Dave loves them. We know he's been influenced by them. You, we know that he brings them out on his show and, and have them, you know, do a, a song together. 
So if he's enamored with them and, and if he's been touched by them and his music reflects some of their stuff, I would think that those bands should be ahead of the queue. So I, I'm surprised by the Foo Fighters, not disappointed. Mm-hmm. They do belong there. But I mean, if you're making a list of one to 10, Foo Fighters is at the bottom behind all the other influential bands or the bands that influenced him. And then you get to Foo. Yeah. I think Nirvana was was sent in way too early, too, quite frankly. Agreed. You know, but, but when is Rick Ashley going to get in? I mean, never going to give you up. Is <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly influenced we, the world, right? We, op- we opened that door. You know, it's like, you know, might as well at this point um yeah so i mean i you know i wanted to talk a little bit about you know just the the process of it all and what you know because there is one group that i bring up every time i bring you on that is also still not in it goes back way before i was born but i just the monkeys um once again they're 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 snubbed again mitch no monkeys once again I know the, the monkeys certainly do deserve to go in, but there's so much controversy about did they actually sing on their records and that they actually do this and that they actually perform and 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 they are sort of a, a TV show band that became a real band. But uh, uh, listen, uh, you have to you have to at some point decide what the definition is for entry. And if it's about being influential, right? they did influence people. Mm hmm. And as silly as it may sound, so did Rick Ashley. So, you know, because if you look at Randy Rhodes, obviously it's not about having a 25-year career. It's about influence. Influence, 100%. And I'll argue that Rick and that the Monkees had influence, and they they should go in. I have no problem, and I I can start hearing the Monkey songs in my head, which just goes to show (laughs) that they're memorable. memorable. Yeah, I love love the Monkees. Got to do my annual Monkees plug for the rock and roll hall of fame uh induction ceremony so yeah i mean kind of looking at these inductions you know and kind of looking ahead towards next year you know i'm sure you i'm sure you probably do this in your head maybe mentally but top of your list for 2022 who's at the top of mitch's list top of my list is always going to be foreigner until they get in i know they're nameless faceless band and and if somebody says uh, who's in the band in foreigner and shows you a couple of pictures from 1980 you'll just go uh <laughs> Those guys standing at the bar. I know, I get it. They're 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 not they're not like Gene Simmons with the makeup. But right. first five albums were in Billboard's top five, right out of the box. Yep. Debut, the sophomore. Who has? I don't think anybody else has that. You you listen to American rock radio or classic rock radio. You cannot go twenty four hours without hearing. Cold as Ice, Jukebox Hero, or any, you, you just can't. A Foreigner song will be played on a classic rock station every day. Yeah. Uh, you, you listen to the voice of Lou Graham, one of the great rock and roll voices, and people tried to emulate him for years to come. Him, Steve Perry, uh, Paul Rogers, they, they all tried to be like, like those guys. You know, here here they are in, in 2021. They're still doing shows. They're still doing sheds. They're still so so. You're talking about a band that's been around since 76, 77, going on, still going on, still yeah. attracting huge crowds. They never did the uh, we're playing the uh, backyard barbecue club thing for 12 people. They've always had thousands of people show up. And listen, I, I, what what city are you in, by the way? 
Uh, currently, I'm in South Bend, Indiana. Right. So you turn on the, the Indiana uh, classic rock station, you're going to hear Foreigner before midnight. You, oh, you absolutely are. Oh, so yeah. so how they get passed over is beyond me. Were, were they a, a sexy band with posters and they did wild stuff with group? No. But does that mean that they're not a great rock band that doesn't deserve uh, a nod? I think they do. So they're they're my monkeys. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I actually seen Foreigner a couple years ago, two years ago, three years right. ago. And you had a great time. I guarantee it. I did. And it was sold out. So yes. still selling out <laughs> like yes. 2019. So like, yeah. I and I guarantee when those songs started playing, Jukebox Hero, Cold as Ice. All, yes. Everyone. All the, everybody sang along. Everyone. How is that not potent and powerful enough to get in? I agree. I agree 100 percent. Quite honestly, I don't think a lot of people realize that they're not in. I think a lot of people assume that they are. Yeah. And just don't even like I think you mentioned them last year when I brought you on or two years ago. I think it was last time. Yeah. I think last time I brought you on, you mentioned them. And I honestly thought that they were in. I had to like look it up afterwards. Like, man, they, they got to be in. They got to be in. Not That's even crazy. nominated. Not they even haven't nominated. even nominated. That's crazy. And, and again, you look at Styx, which is another band, still selling out in 2021, still doing big shows, big tours. And you're going to tell me that Lady or Babe or Renegade, et cetera. People don't know those songs. People weren't influenced by those songs. Again, turn on your classic radio there, down there in, Indi in Indi uh, Indiana, I should say. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear Styx today. Yep. And you're going to hear you're going to hear Foreigner and you're going to hear a whole bunch of others. So. You know, they need to consider that. And, and, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs to sort of stop staring at its belly button being the States because there's a lot of great Canadian bands, April Wine, et cetera, et cetera. That should be considered the UK bands, the European bands. There, there's a lot of other bands out there that they should maybe start uh, looking at. Would you be opposed to possibly extending the number of nominations and inductions? I wouldn't be opposed to it. Uh, I do think it might be silly because if you let in a hundred people a year in three years, you've got no more induction ceremony. So, so you do, you do sort of have to pace it out to keep, to keep it relevant because, you know, if you just open the doors and say, all right, everybody in, uh, <laughs> we're inducting 186 bands this year. And then next year you come around, you just go, yeah, we got nobody. Yeah. We got nobody. No. Uh, yeah. How many do they induct per year? 10? Is it 10? I don't even know. But yeah, you, you, you need to keep it minimized. But yeah, you, you got to start making more sense. I mean, uh, I'm sure and I, I have nothing against craft work, but I know that Foo Fighters and Sticks have affected me and, and many others more than craft work ever have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they certainly have in, uh, affected more people than Todd Rundgren. And I love Todd. I think Todd absolutely deserves. But you know, go go look at the billboards through the 80s. Who was on the billboard more than anybody? Yeah. Yeah. And kind of looking at, because I work for an R&B radio station here in South Bend, Indiana. So I look at names like Mary J. Blige and Shaka Khan, you know, being nominated once again and not not getting in. So when, you know, do you, do you think those two are influential in, in, in terms of them eventually getting in? Well, I'll tell you this, and, and, I'll, uh, and I'll, sound, I'll sound silly saying it. But I'm a white dude in Montreal, and I have absolutely heard of those two, and I absolutely love the Shaka Khan videos when they were on Much Music. Yeah. So does that mean that they reached out to the world? Does to me. Mm -hmm. 
because I could name you a whole bunch of Canadian bands, which I'm sure you've never heard of. <laughs> so the point is, is that if they get out and people hear about them, yeah, and Shaka Khan absolutely deserves it. Yeah. You crazy? I thought this was her year. I, I did. I thought this was the time. Those videos back in the 80s were great. Let's hear it for the, who did the, let's hear it for the boy. Was that Shaka or was that some, no, that's uh, Denise Williams. Yes, yeah, Denise. That's good too. Maybe she should get in too. But I mean, there's a lot of them. Um, there really is. And I'm not a purist. I, I have nothing against Jay-Z being in. I have nothing against uh, LL Cool J being in. That's nothing. And I'll tell you this. Uh, one guy that I can see there in there someday is Post Malone. That guy is a major talent. And he doesn't have the, the career yet in terms of 20 years or 25 years, I guess it is, to get in. Yeah. But at some point, they are going to have to put him in because that mother is great. <laughs> that guy is great. Love a little Post Malone. So I'm definitely not bringing you on here without talking about your show. I know it's on YouTube and I'll let you fill in where everyone else can get your show as well. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. And I want you to plug a couple of recent interviews, recent shows that you've done, what you got coming up, where they can listen and all that good stuff, Mitch. Yeah. So Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon has been around for a, a good uh, decade. You can find it on, of course, all the uh, podcast platforms, the Spotify's and the uh, Amazon and uh, iHeartRadio and all that wonderful stuff. Recently, I've had on K.K. Downing of Judas Priest. Mm. We did not discuss the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but he's got a new <laughs> album coming out. And uh, one that I haven't put up, but the interview is done, is with Dennis DeYoung of Styx. And that is absolutely phenomenal. Dennis and I are, are uh, I don't know if we can call ourselves friends, but we're, we're definitely very friendly. We email each other and stuff. And he was just a great wow. guest. He's got a new album coming out in June um uh, east uh, 26 east volume two and i've had a chance to hear the whole thing and i will state for the record that it is probably the best album he's ever made the last uh, the, the 26 volume uh, 26 east sorry volume one was a masterpiece but this is like a master masterpiece this, this is like masterpiece plus it's like <laughs> disney plus it's not just disney it's disney plus it's, uh, so, yeah, I've got those coming out. And, of course, uh, always a, a cornucopia of different. I've had uh, smaller bands like Thunder Mother, Tigers of Pantang. And I, I just I do it. I, I do it all. And I've got I've got a good one coming up, actually, that you might enjoy. I've got Joan Armitrading next week. Mm, there we go. See, that's why that's why I'm always tuning in. Stay in tune with with Rock Talk. And, yeah, you talked about Judas Priest at Rob Halford two years ago now. I don't know, two years ago, I think they were, I forget what they were doing. I know Rob had a new album that he was releasing, but I think something else, I think they got nominated for an award. Yeah, and I think they got nominated for an award or something at the time as well. But yeah, Judas Priest, I mean, Judas Priest, another one that's not not in the Rock Hall. So, I mean, I feel like we could go all day and we would, we could probably have a podcast on just people that are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like we could do that every week. And have a new band that we highlight that's not in that should be. But instead, we choose to be positive. We choose to, you know, take it for it is what it is. You know, who gets in gets in. Most of the time they deserve it. Other groups probably deserve it more some in some cases. But we we got to celebrate it. It's all music and it's all timeless. And that's why we try to stay positive. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll finish on this is what I don't like with the debate is when somebody like Jay-Z or LL Cool J get in right away, they go, oh. They don't deserve it because Iron, you know, they took Iron Maiden's spot. It's like, well, no, they Iron Maiden deserves to be in. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. But but Jay Z, man, he, he listen again. Here I am in Montreal. I've heard of him. I know him. I've heard the music. I know the influence. I saw the videos. I saw how when he came out, he took over the charts. He took over the media perspective, the, the media landscape. He was on TV. Was on. Can't tell me that that's not an influence. So I I just don't like when people start saying these other guys don't deserve to be in because I mean, they all deserve to be in. The problem is that they're not letting everybody in who deserves to be in. in. That's right. hundred percent. Mitch LaFon joining us here on the Music Vice podcast. Mitch, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to come on and talk a little rock and roll hall of fame inductions with us. Everyone tune in to rock talk with Mitch LaFon. All you rockers out there. He does a great job up in Canada. We appreciate you, Mitch. Good stuff as always. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. And, and uh, do follow me on Twitter, folks, at Mitch LaFon, M-I-T-C-H. Time Travel with D.C. Hendrix on the Music Vibes Podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify on your mobile device. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.